2: Okay, we are not even waiting around on this week's episodes of Ups and Downs. Bring him in. All right, Pessipus, I brought you out early. What the flub is your problem? I cannot believe for the second year in the row, AEW did a bump off the top of the cage and it looked absolutely rubbish. How can we expect casual fans to see this on social media and then want to watch professional wrestling? I think it's insulting and I am never ever going to watch all any wrestling again. I'm sorry, are you joking me? I ain't mucking around this time. A man willingly got thrown off like a 15-foot high structure and went through a table what is wrong with you you can't talk to me like that i'm a human being why don't you go stick your
3: head in the toilet
2: i don't want to be that guy but you are most definitely not a human being i mean seriously i cannot i cannot believe it what do you want people to do do you want people to go up to the top of the cage and actually been thrown onto the concrete floor and only then will you go (laughs) when i say you it's only like a select few people but somehow these numpties always get into my Twitter feed and I don't even follow them. Hello, my name is Simon Miller. That was unnecessarily angry way to start a video. But AEW Dynamite did just go all blood and guts. And was it any good? Or did somebody take a fork, <laughs> stab it into somebody's head? It did. That happened. Let's up those doubts. <music> another greatest part of this week's episode of Dynamite, at the start there was a graphic for Dan Housen, who was going to do some stuff with the gun club and the acclaimed and every single person in the arena started to cheer. This made me feel all warm and fuzzy in my tum tum. I love this Orange Cassidy's brand new music then hit, although it is Jane, by Jefferson Starship, which is his old indie theme, so that's kind of a paradox. And yes, he came out with Trent and Chucky T, who were dressed like they were cartoons. So now thankfully, all this craziness on the internet saying, oh my gosh, Chuck Taylor's been fired. No, he hasn't. He was right there, you could see him with your eyes. He was going to take on Ethan Page too, who came out with Dan Lambert, who was drinking some orange juice, which is the worst kind of insult you've ever heard in your life, away he got on the microphone and he was all like hey those two aren't professional managers they don't have a license so they need to leave (laughs) amazingly they left now i do like stuff like that because there has to be rules damn it but otherwise what a joy this was for me ethan page needs a super duper mega push as soon as we're able to and we all know the deal with orange cassidy still in 2022 people go oh man he's just a gimmick or is he a gimmick as well as a really good wrestler. I mean, apart from what he did on this evening, go back and watch that match with Will Ospreay at the forbidden door. Honestly, it gets better every single time. Orange did all his shtick beforehand, you know, the pockets do and then hit a dive as well as a top rope crossbody. But this is when Ethan Page remembered that he was strong, so he started being strong. He slammed Orange Cassidy with a tackle. He then continued to be strong, and you can see by my wordage here why I'm hired to do this job, but every single time he went for the Ethan's Edge, Orange Cassidy was able to get out of it, basically by once again abusing his pockets. It's around this time Lambert decided to make his cheddar, I really regret saying that, I wanted to give it a go, and it was a terrible idea by casting distraction, and this not only allowed Paige to get back in control, But then he found a kid in the crowd, and he just flipped him off. Don't know why I found that so funny. It was just unnecessary. Orange was still able to fight back from this, but Dan Lambert once again was on the apron, so Orange Cassidy drunk some of the OJ. He spat it into Dan Lambert's face, and then he hit Ethan Page with two Orange punches. And, well, as a big slam that he'd been teasing for the entire thing, he got the one, two, three. The best friends were all out to do a big hug. This was just a really nice way to open Dynamite and a complete 180 to what we were going to see in the main event. It up. It also made sense too, because of course you want to get Orange Cassidy rocking and roll again after everything that happened at the weekend. But I've said it once, I'll say it twice. Let's come up with some big plan for Ethan Page soon. He is really, really good. We've done a good job with this Christian Cage heel turn as well, haven't we? (laughs) Good grief. Seems like we're going to have to drag this out a little bit longer too because Jungle Boy is injured and best wishes to him and I hope he gets better soon. (laughs) And then Christian got the microphone. He said, look, I'd like to apologize for what I said last week in reference to Jungle Boy's dad because I don't just want him dead... I think his whole family should die. And that was it. I was like, I gotta go. I gotta leave my house and just run around for a bit. And then he carried it on by saying, apart from Jungle Boy's mum, this was too much. We also then got this massive spin because he said he had requested a match for this evening, but it wasn't for him. Out came Lutasaurus. He's got a brand new presentation. He's got brand new music. And he is definitely a heel. And honestly, came across as quite intimidating. He was also facing Serpentico, if it was Serpentico, because you never know with Serpentico. And even Serpentico knew that he was going to get killed here. I mean, it must have lasted around about 30 seconds. And it ended with the dino doing a variation of the snare trap. So this is about to heat up. Christian also told the dinosaur to attack afterwards, so he did. And I am massively intrigued about this, because this is the complete opposite way to go. Usually you think, oh, Christian has to go through Luchasaurus to get to Jungle Boy. But no, he has now joined forces with this terrible, terrible man. And I'm just going to be honest with you. I cannot wait to see where it goes. I also think it's kind of daring. Don't know why. Just feels like a risky maneuver, but a good one. It's not surprising that Luchasaurus did do this. Have you seen what we did to them millions and billions of years ago? It's always going to happen. Up. And then we were at another feud that needs to be resolved at some point because we zoomed to the back. Wardlow and Scorpio Sky were staring at each other, which is what you do when you want to be super duper serious. Sky told him he was a champ for a reason, so Wardlow told him, well, I don't care about American top team and I want your championship. So it's actually going to happen next week. It's going to be a street fight. So straight away, I was like, well, Wardlow should win because we're trying to push him. But then you're like, well, Scorpio Sky, he only recently became the TNT champion, kind of. So this is going to be interesting. And yeah i getting it in seven days. And then we just had the best surprise. Because the Gun Club and the Acclaimed were here, and Colton and Austin were so sick and tired of Danhausen calling them the ass boys, they had demanded a match on this evening if Mr. Kirst could go out there and get a couple of partners. So, do you know who he got? FTR and the Pop for this makes you feel alive and it was just another reminder that wrestling is at its best when everybody is just having fun and this didn't pull any surprises when Cash and Dax were in there they were being all oh man we're really good at this although when Dan Housen tagged in he got beaten up for a little bit we then flip reverse that later though because it was Dax that had to make the hot tag to Downhausen, so we brought balance to the force and he just ran at Austin. And not only did he hit with a pump kick, he was gonna go for the GTS. Billy Gunn was then a terrible dad because he then started casting distraction, which is when Anthony Bowen got out of his wheelchair. He must've been watching Linda McMahon. He tried to smack Dan Housen in the head with his crutch as well, but he missed. He blammoed Austin instead, which allowed Dan Housen to get the pin. And we all know what is going to happen here. The acclaimed and the gun club will break up and they'll have a feud. And that will upset me. But still, there's fun things going on here. Because afterwards, when Anthony Bowens explained this to Billy Gunn, Mr. Gunn, the Gun Club's dad, sided with the acclaimed... I mean, I love it. I love it so much. It's so damn goofy. I had such a good time, and it's getting up.
1: Life is made up of many gorgeous moments. Cherish them all, big and small, with Blue Nile.
3: Wrestling. RocketMoney.com/wrestling.
2: We also have a date in the diary for the next Ring of Honor show too, and this is good because then we had a video with Satnam Singh, Jay Lethal, and Sonjay Dutt, and they were all like Samoa Joe, you better bring your championship to that event on July 23rd because we're gonna take it off you. And I tell you this too, Satnam Singh was quite good here. He had good delivery. I am going to keep an eye on him. I mean, it's not hard. He really tall. Had a random one after this, because it was Jade Cargill versus Layla Gray. No, I think we skirt over this too much sometimes, so I want to change that here. But how cool is this? For Layla Gray, I mean, not only is she appearing on international television, but she's also probably living the time of her life right now because she was just on AEW, and I think that should be applauded. So I'm applauding away. Otherwise, you just knew what was going to happen here. And even though Layla was able to get in this one right knee, eventually Jade Gargill kicked the crap out of her. She hit the jaded one, two, three. This went about a bad minute. Dougie Hathaway was then going to say something afterwards, but Jade stole the microphone away and said, "I want some real competition." and this mostly happened so Athena and Chris Statlander could run out there. And while this did trigger a post-match brawl, we'll get there in just one second, this is when Grey got back to her feet, listened to Stokely Hathaway and she started to help the baddies. So I'm going to presume she's their newest member. I actually think that's quite a good choice because even though you could put somebody we already know in there, why not try to build a new star? So this felt very early AEW and I like that a lot. Also, we mentioned that post-match brawl, so bring it down, there's the counter and it rolls up to four. And in terms of this program altogether, please and thank you, have Chris Statland be the one to beat Jade Cargill and become the TBS champion. All right. The Young Bucks are then in their locker room and told us that on Rampage, they want to take on Goto and Yoshihashi. And if the New Japan guys can beat them, they'll then get an AEW tag team title shot that was out of nowhere and that forbidden door someone needs to nail it shut but also that on this friday show we're gonna get the royal rampage now i don't want to be that guy but it is a battle royal there's 20 dudes and each person has individual entrances after around about one minute each now it's going to be fought over two rings you may as well do that you've got the blood and guts set up <laughs> but you can see what we're doing here you know what why the hell not The stipulation works. As it then turned out, even though we had around about one hour left here, we were gonna dedicate the rest of Dynamite to Blood and Guts. And this does kind of make sense. I mean, you had 12 guys and obviously just had so many spots to get in and I promise you, every single word that is about to come out of my mouth is true. So it was John Moxley, Eddie Kingston, Claudio Castagnoli, Santana and Ortiz taking on the Jericho Appreciation Society. And look, while everybody in this was just tremendous, I want to give a shout out to Daddy Magic, Matt Maynard. And I want to give a shout out to Cool Hand and Angelo Parker, because those two guys went out of their way to try and get every single other person over. I mean, they have taken this ball and they've run with it. And I I think they rock. Clario and Sammy Guevara were the first two in there because Castagnoli is much bigger. He threw him around for a while. And yes, Jim Ross, who was on commentary called him Cesaro. I'm sorry, he was Cesaro for over 10 years. If I walked on here and all of a sudden the show was called, I don't know, Carpets and Walls, for a good while you'd be like, I'm going to go watch Ups and Downs. Oh no, I'm going to go watch Carpets and Walls. Now, it's not called Carpet and Walls, but if we keep moaning, I'll turn this car around and I'll call this show Carpets and Walls. Sammy was able to get this crazy car in there, but just as Cesaro was about to hit his big swing, it was time for another guy to get in there. It was Daniel Garcia so they teamed up to beat him down. They also beat ass before Wheels was allowed to get in there and he just German suplexed everyone, so I suppose he is AEW's Brock Lesnar. I don't go on Twitter for the rest of the day because goodbye my mentions. He got stopped by Jake Hagar when he was given the green light and because he and Claudio are really big dudes, they threw around the small guys when eventually they faced off and because we're all massive nerds in our heads and some people out loud started to go, we the people. I don't know about you, but it made me hate myself. There was then a great reaction when our new world champion John Moxley got on there, but this is also when we took the brutality and started to turn it up to 10. I mean, instantly, Clapier was able to bulldog Jake Hager onto a chair, and this was just the start of it. Cause when we next flipped back to Mox, he had a fork and he was going at Garcia's forehead. And I don't mean he had it and he was just like flicking away. It was as if he thought this was his dinner and he was just grating into his skin. And I was like, well, please somebody stop him. This is insane. Then he then got hit with a heart attack as blood quite literally spouted from his head. And this was my face. And by the time Angelo Parker was allowed to get in, he is just the best because he was like, I don't want to get involved in this. so going try be trying to run away. And it kind of worked because the JAS then went and got a bunch of weapons, including Jake smashing Castagnoli's angle with a chair. But by the time Ortiz got in, John Moxley <laughs> found a bag of broken glass. I'm sorry, but this man should be arrested. This is when he pal drove Angelo onto all of that as well. Although there was quite a nice moment because this is when Daddy Magic tried to help out his friend. This did kind of work because they got a chair and they hit Moxley so hard, he started to bleed as well. I mean, honestly, this was adult content. Santana must have felt the pressure to keep this going too because he came in with a table and a barbed wire bat But amazingly, one of the most horrific things that happened throughout all this madness was he went to do a Yorinagi and his leg just got stuck, it didn't bend and it was quite obvious he got injured for real, and that absolutely sucks. So once again, I really hope it's not too bad and he gets better soon. This is not how you want it to go. You couldn't focus on it for long though, because then Moxley had what we were told was a skewer, and he was then going at Matt Maynard's head, and once again, I was just shouting at my television, this is not food. This led to Jericho ending with Floyd the baseball bat, and it's also when Claudio was allowed to basically do his hot tag, and the man is so good at wrestling, And then Eddie Kingston was in the match. You can imagine the reaction. Everyone went crazy. And because he had a kendo stick, he was just hitting people and they were acting like he had a lightsaber. This was tremendous. From nowhere, Hagar then got powerbombed through a table too, or the Blackpool Combat Club was not done because then they got a couple of bags of thumbtacks. Thumbtacks? Why do we need thumbtacks? We also exposed the ring boards, and you didn't even see that spot. I mean, it happened in the background because the camera was jumping around so much. And eventually, Mainyard went into the damn pins. And Angelo Parker, we cut to him, and he was just hanging from the cage on the outside. And I don't even know how that happened, but these two guys certainly... Earned their paycheck. They all did. There was more madness because Ty Conte was trying to open the cage door when Ruby Soho ran down to stop her. So I suppose that's a new feud. And of course, as soon as the door was open, Chris Jericho climbed to the top knew something bad was going to happen because he was also joined by Eddie Kingston and Sammy Guevara and Claudio up there but after Eddie had punched Sam right in the balls he took him to the edge and he threw him off and I'm sorry some people are being disparaging about this Sammy Guevara did a flip in midair and then sure the landing was padded but we've already addressed this I thought it was crazy I thought it was nuts and it must have been so damn terrifying we do not give wrestlers enough credit. I mean, the first time I went to the top rope in a wrestling ring, you're like, fluff that, I wanna get down because it's way higher than you think it is. Jericho took the giant swing on top of the cage. And that made me feel all oogly and boogly in my tum tum because I was scared that something was gonna go wrong and the wizard was just gonna be thrown to the floor. He wasn't. Eventually, Daddy Magic was up there as well because why the flub not? And he got locked in the sharpshooter courtesy of Claudio as Eddie Kingston applied the stretch plum. But This is when we added in a bit more story because it was Matt that tapped out to Claudio and Eddie turned to him like, well, you son of a gun. I wanted to defeat Christopher Now you've just stolen my moment away. We know there's history between those two as well, as the commentators kept telling us. So even though the good guys were the winners here, you can go off in multiple directions, and I like that. This was also an absolutely terrific main event that you need to go and see, and poor John Moxley had obviously been told, look, you have to get up there at the end as well, and he did not want to do this. I'd be exactly the same. But we have now had two blood and guts matches, they have lived up to that title, and then some. I couldn't respect any of these guys anymore. They're all bonkers, and it's getting it up. Which brought us to the end of an absolutely crazy AEW Dynamite. Again, the last hour was just one match, but did it feel like it? No, it did not. Go and watch it. I'm
1: Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray.
3: And I'm Leah President, and this is Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect.